the Bethany Covenant Church Sermon Podcast. We are a multi-generational community in Berlin, Connecticut. Our services are held Sundays at 9.30 a.m., and you can find out more about us at www.bethanycovenant.org. We began our series, Finding Peace in the Valley, with a very simple metaphor. There are two places that we can be. We can be on the mountain, and we can be in the valley. On the mountaintop, the view is clear, the way is certain, and we have confidence in all that is to come. And we desire that, we crave that. That is often the goal of our lives. But the truth of the matter is that we are people who do not and cannot live on the mountaintop. Now, that's not to say that we don't get to visit them occasionally, but we live in the wilderness of the valley between the mountains, where the view is obscured and murky, where the path takes sudden and unpredictable twists and turns, where uncertainty is the only constant. Often, we can only see far enough to take our few next steps forward. And that can be frustrating, right? It's hard to live in that place. But we live in the valley out of necessity because the rivers that give us the water of life aren't on the mountain. They are in the valley where, yes, it is murky and uncertain, but there is also fertile soil for us to grow and even thrive. See, there's both beauty and danger living in the uncertainty of this valley. When we come to times of transition, the murkiness of the road forward can be both scary and exciting. And while we'll talk more about our reactions to living in this valley in the next couple weeks, today we're going to talk about how to live in those moments of change, moments of transition between what came before and what's coming next. Because in both endings and in beginnings, God is faithful. Isaiah chapter 43 says, I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned, their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. Now the English definition of remember is to bring to mind, to think of again, to retain in memory, to commemorate. Through the prophet Isaiah, God is calling his people back to himself and also forward to his son Jesus. God reminds them of who he is and how he feels about them by prompting them to remember moments of his faithfulness throughout their history. God calls himself their king, reminding them of their fairly loaded history with failed, weak, and disappointing human kings, while illustrating that he is the strong and steadfast ruler who has always had only their best interests at heart. God calls to their communal memory the dramatic moment that he rescued them from slavery in Egypt by literally creating a dry path through the Red Sea so that they could flee from Pharaoh's soldiers who sought to bring the Israelite people back to captivity. These memories weren't likely to produce warm fuzzies. This highlight reel certainly didn't spotlight Israel's shining moments as a people group. The remembering that God calls them to is meant to celebrate God's faithfulness to them, 
even, especially, in moments of great change and transition, when their future was uncertain and they were incapable of taking any steps on their own behalf. They can take no credit for God's provision and protection to them. There is no, look what we did, or look who we used to be. No, it is a remembering of, look who God has always been, what he has faithfully done time and time again. Look at all these moments when all we had to offer was anxiety, our small imaginations, and some yearning prayers shot heavenward. And when God, in his mercy, goodness, and power, made a way where we saw no way, who brought abundance and life, a life that we could not have imagined or created for ourselves. God wants them to remember because we humans have two tendencies. One, to forget. In our quest for the next thing, we feel or we choose to abandon the formative moments that make us who we are today. And our second tendency is we get stuck in our memories, always looking behind, essentially walking backwards into the future. God's version of remember is active and purposeful. It informs our future and our ability to step into it with open hearts, minds, and hands. And we have the benefit of the whole story of scripture for celebrating God's faithfulness to his beloved creation since the beginning of time. In fact, this is the story that we get to remember and declare together when we sing the song King of Kings later in our service. One of my favorites. We also have our story as a church. God was faithful when Bethany began as 16 people meeting in someone's home. God was faithful when the church began to hold its worship services in English, not only in Swedish. God was faithful when we trusted his leading to leave New Britain and move to Berlin. God was faithful each and every time he brought us new leaders. God has been faithful to provide through building projects and seasons of financial hardship. God has been faithful as worship times and styles have changed and grown. God has been faithful through a global pandemic. In beginnings and endings, God has been faithful throughout. These stories of God's faithfulness in the midst of times of change have formed us as individuals and as a community. And today we are again in the midst of a time of change. Just today alone, we are celebrating the graduation of our high school seniors, Tim and Helen Smith's many years of ministry in Africa, and our season of transition as a church. All of these times of change are both endings and beginnings. So as the people of God, let us take the time to remember God's faithfulness to us in prayer. Faithful God, you have guided us, provided for us, been by our side and loved us unconditionally and unfailingly. 
there is no greater gift than your love and grace. And there is no greater than belonging than to be your children. Thank you, Father. In this moment of quiet, we humbly remember the moments and the evidence of your faithfulness to us. Hear our prayer, O Lord. We praise you, O God. Your steadfast love never ceases. Your mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Amen. It's a beautiful thing to remember God's faithfulness. But the passage from Isaiah doesn't stop with mere remembering. We don't remember just to simply know that faithfulness like a fact or feel that faithfulness like nostalgia. After reminding Israel about all the ways that God has cared for them in the past, Isaiah continues with these revealing words. But forget all that. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Forget all that. Forget the way opened through the waters. Forget the rescue from slavery. Forget your exile. Forget everything before. It is nothing compared to what comes next. Forget doesn't mean cease to remember. Forget means don't get stuck there. God is reminding Israel of what came before because he is now doing something new and they can still trust him in this new thing. Because here's the thing. The new thing that Isaiah was specifically talking about was the coming of Jesus, the coming of salvation, the defeat of death itself, the beginning of a whole new way of life in the kingdom of God all happened because God chose to do a new thing not to keep going with what had come before. And what's more, people had been waiting for the coming of Jesus, the Messiah, for a long, long time, but almost missed it because they had gotten stuck in their desire to hold on to power or to their ideals. So we have this tendency to get lost in our nostalgia. I've started realizing that I'm beginning to do this occasionally, even though I've sworn for years that I would never do that. Because... Watching my favorite movies or reading my favorite books is so much easier and more comfortable than trying or learning something else new. But imagine for a moment if this was our habit at every single stage of life. Imagine if one of our high school graduates said, I miss the days of yore when all I had to worry about was how much fun I got to have in kindergarten with crayons and recess and all the peanut butter and jelly I could eat. Instead of looking forward to the dorm and the roommate or looking for a new job, they're looking backwards and wishing for recess and playgrounds and mom and dad tying their shoes. I mean, in both cases, mom and dad may still do laundry for them, but, you know, baby steps. If this was our habit, we would never grow up. Imagine all that we would miss. We are not meant to stay where we are. God is always at every age doing a new thing in us. As Ali said earlier, to remember is active. 
The word in Hebrew is zakar. To quote scholar Chad Bird, in the Old Testament, to zakar, to remember, is not merely to rifle through the files in your head until you find that fact that you've been searching for. To zakar is to employ your hands and feet and lips to engage in whatever action that remembrance requires. And so remembering, the act of reflecting on God's faithfulness, is what prepares us to trust and then to step forward and receive this new thing. In this time of transition, as the, at the same time as we honor the places that we've been, we must realize that they have been preparing us for where we're going. Our time as a small house church prepared us to grow into a larger congregation in New Britain. Our time in New Britain prepared us for our move here to Berlin. Our love of music paved the way for opening up to new styles. Our time in the pandemic has prepared us for this next phase of ministry with new ways of doing things and new ways of caring for our community. Remember, in Christ, nothing is wasted. And all is grace. Paul writes, Everything else is worthless when compared to the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things, or that I have already reached perfection. But I press on to possess perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Let's pray together. O Lord, our Lord, holy is your name in all the earth. May your kingdom come. May your will be done here on the earth as it is in the heavenly realms. Sustain us today. Give us what we need to thrive. Forgive us for the times that we've departed from your way and help us forgive others for the times that they have done the same. Help us through the temptations and the trials of life and deliver us from evil and from the things we can't control. For God, the kingdom is yours. The glory and power are yours forever and ever. And having remembered your faithfulness to us, O God, we take this time of silence as an opportunity to anticipate what you are going to do in us and through us next. And to allow the Holy Spirit to plant in us a next step of trust and of confidence. Hear our prayer, O God. You can do all things, God our Father. Whatever lies within the realm of possibility lies within your power to perform and bring to pass. You are mighty beyond our thinking, and you are goodness altogether. What you will for humanity, for your creation, is life abundant. All your ways are righteousness, and all your paths are grace and peace. You have revealed yourself to us in Christ Jesus. Persuade us to trust your revelation and draw our sustenance from it, to seek our courage in it 
and plot our journey by it, to build our faith upon it and live in hope because of it. In Jesus' name we pray together. Amen and amen. Today we are celebrating our high school graduates. What a tremendous illustration they are of God's faithfulness in endings and beginnings. Seniors, we are so proud of your hard work, perseverance, and all that you have achieved. It has been our blessing to see your unique gifts and talents grow and how you've used them to serve and bless others. It has been our privilege to see you grow in the knowledge and love of God and to follow Jesus alongside you. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of your lives and know that we, your church family, are always here for you. Church, I invite you to join me in this prayer of blessing over our graduates and their families. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for each one of our graduates. Julia Bennett, Aaron Kelly, Daniel Wissey, Nina DeVries, Addison Vardal, Carl Cudmore, Khalil Gooden, Michael Oresco, and Sean Scalia. We thank you for the privilege of watching them grow over the years. We are grateful for all the ways that you have provided for them and protected them. We know that you are a good God who will work all the events and experiences of their lives for their good. We thank you for their parents who have endeavored to provide for them a rich foundation. Thank you for their courage, patience, wisdom, and love. Continue to provide them with all of these things, we pray, and also peace as they too navigate a new season. We, with their parents, faithfully entrust these graduates and their next steps to you, O Lord. We pray that wherever these graduates go next, that they will know deeply that your presence and love are never failing and never changing. Continue to flame their deep desire to know you more and to grow in their relationship with you. Guide them, protect them, and encourage them, we pray, as they continue to grow into the calling you have given them. We pray over their work and their studies, that they will be fruitful and will equip them for every good work that you have prepared for them to do. When they encounter challenges, may they remember that they are uniquely and wonderfully made and that they can endure all things through you, the one who gives them strength. We pray over their friendships and relationships. May they find new friends who provide wise guidance, who stick with them through hard times and who point them to you, God. May they remember that they have been blessed to be a blessing. May your love shine brightly through them to others. We pray over their future decisions and opportunities. May they trust you with their whole hearts, believing that you will direct their paths. When they are anxious, remind them to cast their cares upon you because you care for them. Above all, Father, may their hearts be filled with the confidence that nothing can separate them from your love. 
And we pray especially today for Jane and Nina DeVries as today is their last Sunday worshiping with us before they move to Michigan. We rejoice in all they have meant to our church family over these years and ask that you prepare the way for them logistically and relationally as they enter a new chapter in their lives. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer. Thank you for the gift of these students. It is in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. As we have celebrated the season of transition of our high school graduates and all of the students that we have, now we want to celebrate another season of transition for one of our covenant missionary couples, Tim and Helen Smith. Greetings to all of you in our Bethany Covenant Church family. Uh, it's Tim- good to be here with you guys for this time and um, to share with you about our 40 plus years of service in Africa. We're really excited to let you know today um, how your prayers, your giving has borne in Congo four discipleship centers. We call them camp centers. And there's a fifth one that's in the planning for next year. Uh, These are places where uh, people come, families come and live together and learn about Christ together and his word and how to apply it to everyday living as we live in community. And, uh, And God is really blessing that work. It's been exciting to see these families grow in their faith in Congo and then use their giftedness um, in the community, both in helping with the Bible camps there, as well as in, in the church uh, locales. So this is what your work has been, yes. been amongst uh, the people in Congo. And we are just so thankful for mm-hmm. the way that you have stood by us and uh, given and prayed uh, so that we could go and that we could serve in Congo. Thank you so much. I, too, would just like to thank you for your great support for us. Uh, And usually if if I was in a service, I'd be preaching on uh, Hebrews 11 in the last two verses where it talks about these men of faith that have gone on before us and that we, too, are these men of faith. You, as well, are men, people of faith. And so we are excited because it goes on to say that the work isn't completed that they have yet to see the the end result of of our faith. And so the work continues. As we have left Congo, the work still continues over there. So we are excited to see this great cloud of witnesses uh, go on before us and holding us up. And now we need to, and that's including you, the we part, including to need to run the race with uh, endurance, laying aside all of our sins and our encumbrances. So we... That's the encouraging word that I give to you, and we want to encourage you that the work isn't finished yet. And so we're not just talking about Congo, but around the world, here in Berlin and here in Connecticut, around the United States, and across the waters into and other parts of the world. So we encourage you to continue to run the race faithfully to bring the word of God to people around the world that have yet to hear the gospel and so we thank you for the ministry that you've allowed us to do that with. And we're looking forward to what God has planned for us next. We don't know yet, but we know that God will continue to put us in the ministry somehow in some way. So we thank you for that. And we just ask that God bless you and keep you for this time. Amen. From the moment of our conception and the moment of our birth, we are on a journey of transformation. 
as infants and young children. We may not even be aware of the journey or all of the transformations before us. And it's probably a good thing. Today, we have focused on and identified two key transitions in our lives, that of high school graduation and that of retirement. And more importantly, we have looked to the scriptures for our guide. Because in looking to the scriptures, we remember that God's faithfulness is not something that is new. God is always, in every generation, faithful to each and every one of us. And that, that, my brothers and sisters, is the biggest reason that we can celebrate today. Amen.